Welcome to the Small Business Heroes podcast, where small business owners tell their story so we can learn from their experience. My name is Tony Radford. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Small Business Heroes podcast. Today, I'm joined by Vicky Lynn Atherton of Academy Now. That's academynow.io. Hi, Vicky. How are you today? I'm very well, Tony, and yourself? I am, actually. Yes, not too bad now. And um, I'm really looking forward to hearing about Academy Now. It's a very, very interesting project. So could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, Academy Now is essentially an interactive education platform, which was targeted initially at primary education. And it's been adapted further to... Uh, support children with special educational needs. Hmm. Um, It all came about Tony back in March when it felt like the world had been completely turned on its head and you know so many businesses were disrupted, unable to perform the usual functions and education um, didn't get away unscathed either as you know the schools closed and we faced a lot of disruption. Uh, Academy Now was founded uh, by myself and my business partner uh, Lee Quinns and he had an idea to create an online learning platform in response to the school closures and look at kind of how we could collaborate and use our core skills to provide a solution that would bridge the education gap Um, because what happened in March 2020 was unforeseen and you know that the learning process and education as it as it was just completely changed overnight And what we found was that many schools had resorted to a variety of different methods to kind of bridge that gap. And having so little time to prepare or adapt to what was a really radical change for them, there were a lot of issues. So the platform was created with feedback from teachers, parents, pupils, and they was telling Lee and I about the challenges that they had and what they was doing uh, to try and function as normal when things were so far from normal and we observed initially that many schools were posting out information to pupils you know parents needed to download information and print information from the school website and they were using a variety of education applications which caused confusion frustration for parents trying to teach uh, their children from home whilst working from home and academy now Uh, was designed to remove the need for all of these multiple platforms and multiple ways of getting information to the parents, ultimately to the pupils. And, you know, it it proved so difficult for teachers and parents to manage and especially difficult for for younger pupils as well, because I said that this is targeted at, at primary education. So Lee and I set to work to create this education platform and really look at ways to recreate that classroom environment online. It was inspired by teachers for teachers and we needed to incorporate all of the tools that they told us that they needed which would enable them to engage with pupils again in a collaborative manner and really support um, essential learning to continue. Right. Um, yeah, because there, there are there are plenty of, um, you know, solutions, virtual learning environments and uh, video conferencing. What does Academy Now offer that those platforms don't? 
Well, it's it's a good question, Tony. Um, You know, our main competitors um, are are very well known, uh, not only in education, but, you know, in corporate and in everyday use. So these are the likes of uh, Zoom, Microsoft Teams and Google Classroom. Uh, so you know we're uh, we're we're playing with the big boys here, but the the thing about academy is that this was designed specifically for education. We've had that input right from day dot. What teachers told us they wanted, what parents needed to make it simplistic, and what pupils needed for them to continue with their education. So what we what we did was we added in functionality that would enable teachers to uh, continue to teach but remotely and not only that but in an interactive manner so we incorporated video and audio conferencing we've added in the facility for documents to be uploaded so lesson plans um, any any information that they need to share with parents as well teachers can share their screens uh, one of the really nice features about this that I like and it's had really great traction is we set up breakout rooms. So if you've got a primary school class with 30 pupils, the teacher can say, OK, well, 10 of you are going to go in with, uh, you know, Miss Jones and you're going to have some spelling tests. And then 10 of you are going to go into another room with Miss Smith and you're going to have um, a, a maths test. And then you, you are the 10. You're going to have a nice story. Uh, and the teacher can kind of flip in between the rooms just to see how things are going. It's all timed. So they literally kind of set a time, whether it's 30 minutes, an hour, uh, and you can you can tailor that to what you want if it's only a few minutes. And then they all come back into the main hall together. And we set up private and group chat. So this can be used in a variety of, of different ways in that a teacher can message a, a, a pupil or send a message to a parent. And in the group chat, likewise, if they're asking questions, you know, um, what is the answer to this maths problem, then the pupils can respond in the group chat. Um, We added shared notes in there, which, again, is is really useful. It's another way of of the teachers sharing documents and sharing information with the pupils. So it could be a spelling test, for example, that they've put on there or a handwriting test. You can literally copy and paste from any Word document or any PDF. Uh, and drop that in there. We added a, a virtual whiteboard, which can be used in every way that a whiteboard would be used in a classroom environment. And we even added emojis in there so that pupils can express themselves, how they're feeling, uh, whether they're happy, whether they're sad, whether they're confused. So the kids love to kind of tinker around with that. Um, but another nice thing about this platform, Tony, and you asked me, how do we differentiate ourselves, I suppose, against, you know, the likes of Zoom and uh, Teams, Google Classroom. This platform is entirely customizable. So we're not just branding it as Academy Now. The schools can brand it in their own way so they can use their own school lo- logos. They can um, change the imagery so it replicates the same look and feel as what they've got on their website. And it's important that they kind of identify with this as being their own, their own platform and their own solution. Uh, something else that we needed to consider uh, a great deal was security and safeguarding within the design of Academy. And we applied features that can be turned on or off um, in line with the school or LEA guidelines. So that's the, the local education authority, as I'm sure you know. Um, <clears throat> 
they can uh, turn off uh, pupils' videos, they can mute certain pupils, they can mute all of the pupils to make sure that they're, you know, they're protected and that the everything is set up in line with their own security guidelines. But the, the thing that really kind of gets me about Academy, and this is why I'm so passionate about it, is we adapted the platform for children with special educational needs. And here I'm talking about, um, you know, not limited to, but these are some of the things, is, is dyslexia, you know, autism, ADD, ADHD. And in my discussions with teachers, I was absolutely astounded to hear that 1.3 million pupils in the UK have some form of diagnosed or undiagnosed challenge that is related to the way that they learn. And the thing that really kind of, um, I was quite upset about it actually, Tony, but the, the disruption to learning um, wasn't only about educating pupils, it was also about the effect that the school closures had on children with special educational needs. And, you know, that disruption to their routine I was hearing daily, uh, multiple times a day, the distress that that was causing. And for me, it's something that is very close to my heart because I have friends and, and family members and also children of, of my friends who have some form of special educational need. And that's why I was so eager to get behind this. Um, mm -hmm. So really in the middle of a global pandemic, um, Lee and I sat down and, and Said, you know we're not trained medical professionals we can't do anything to help in that way but we can use our core skills from a technology perspective to try and, and make a difference and see what we can do um, so Lee created a platform it was just slightly before uh, Academy actually called Go Assemble and we offered that free of charge to I don't know if you remember the NHS campouts in support of the the NHS workers uh, I, I don't actually know, but uh, well, he he called it uh, around the campfire, and what people was doing to show the support for the NHS, um, they was camping out in the gardens, they was in caravans in the driveway, and we even heard about some people who was making dens underneath the dining room tables with the children, uh, and they used our platform to uh, maintain contact with with friends and family members, and I, I thought that was a particularly lovely thing to do. Um, so that was how we kind of got the idea for for Academy. And uh, since then, I offer it to my friends, children as a safe means of keeping in contact with with their school friends, because we're still seeing at the moment, you know, uh, schools closing. We're still seeing pupils being sent home if a classmate's tested positive for COVID or a teacher has. Uh, the children in my family use go assemble which I suppose is the, the little sister to Academy uh, because I wanted something safe for them to use to keep in contact with their grandmas, keep in contact with their school friends, keep in contact with you know anybody that they need to and over the, the, the last few months we've seen some very interesting things in the press relating to video and audio conferencing platforms I'm not going to name names. I think we, we we may have seen some things ourselves, but you know, security was really paramount and always at the forefront of of our minds when when we created it. I mean, it sounds a very impressive uh, platform, and um, you're definitely to be congratulated to for getting something as uh, powerful as this off the ground. And it meets the needs that it meets are very very real. So I applaud you for that. One thing I was going to ask you: Is it a paid platform? 
It is, Tony, but, um, you know, because we've we've really understood what a a big challenge this has been for education, you know, at the moment, Lee and I are are kind of, we're we're running kind of free trials of this and letting letting schools just, you know, touch it, feel it, use it, see what benefit it's going to bring to you. But in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, for, for primary schools, it's just over a pound per per user per month. Mm. So it's not extortionate. There's a lot more expensive things out there. And because this is so comprehensive from a technology perspective, um, you know, I, I think that that is excellent value. It is. It's um, excellent value, yeah. For special educational needs and charities who we're also working with, it's it's actually sort of around 95 pence per user per month. Um, So, you know, we've factored in to our pricing model how we can support special educational schools and charities to have this. It's it's a big, big project. What what about some of your challenges during the process of actually getting off the ground? Um, I suppose, Tony, the biggest challenge that we had really was, was time. And, you know, something like this should have been in development for months or, or even years. But we responded quickly. And in fact, when the schools closed on the 20th of March, we launched the first live version of Academy on the 28th of April. Mm. Mm, I know. So, you know, time was of the essence. And, and for, for myself and Lee and the, the wider team, you know, it was pedal to the metal in terms of, research and development, uh, 12, 14 hour days, weekends, blood, sweat, tears, if I'm honest. But, you know, it was it was worth it because uh, after working with Lee for, for quite a while now, and um, it's safe to say that neither Lee or, or I shy away from a challenge and we're quite relentless in terms of our work ethic. Um, but other than that, I would say our biggest challenge was uh, our competitors. And I, I mentioned that they're the likes of Zoom, Microsoft Teams and Google Classroom. So we've still got a long road ahead. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, but we're off to a fantastic start. What's the next step for Academy now? The next step, I suppose, is to just carry on doing what we're doing. Um, We're adding in additional functionality. So we've got a roadmap for Academy, and this is going to include additional features like being able to take a register, give out certificates, Uh, assign homework, mark homework, calendar integration, marking workflows, all of this stuff. And, um, you know, the interactive learning management system itself is also, we're going to include an offline virtual learning environment, which is going to broaden the reach of this product so much, because at the moment it's targeted at primary education and special educational needs but beyond that what we want to do is open it up for secondary and higher education mm. and the next phase of development is going to mean that any courses any remote learning can be completed using academy and also this is going to open this up as an education platform that can be used in prisons so it's about you know getting people back to work um when they come out of prison and you know looking at what certifications they're going to need what qualifications they're going to need and you know, using Academy to provide all of these online courses. So you know, it, it's been a journey, <laughs> and uh, we, you know, we're so proud of what we've achieved so far. But we will continue to push the boundaries, and the future roadmap is is looking very exciting as well. To be honest, I'll be interested to hear you know as you go along how things are going. So do keep us in the loop. What is one thing you wish someone had told you when you started out? I think I'm going to flip that on its head and say that 
if I was going to give somebody some advice now based on what I've learned over the last few months, um, it would probably be to plan well, dream big, stay agile, roll with the punches, but just go for it. Because you think um, a, a new education platform like this, there's lots of other things on the market. You know, when I look back, Zoom was launched in 2011. And at that time, nobody was interested in it because at the time, the video telephony market, and that's how, how it was referred to back then, we don't call it that now, but it was deemed that that market was already saturated. There was no room for anybody else. But now that business is over, over 200 million in revenue. So I suppose if you don't try, you're never going to know. Now, that's, um, that's a really good uh, point you've made there. And you're definitely proving it because, um, you know, you've got some pretty serious competition in some ways, but you're going to probably, because you're so agile and so focused and so niche you probably will be able to, you know, be a, be, a, be a David, basically, to those Goliaths. And I really wish you well f- for it. I was wondering if I could ask you um, if you could give some advice. If somebody was, um, if somebody gave you five hundred pounds to spend on marketing, how would you spend it? I think I would probably invest in promotion via social media platforms. Uh, I'm looking at a few things at the moment. So I'm looking at hosting a webinar and creating a video. Lee and I did produce a video a few months ago uh, about Academy, and we had a great response to that. So I think that. I'd like to do another, but perhaps look at ways to record a video that actually shows a demonstration of the platform from all angles. So being able to see it from the teacher's perspective and then also what it looks like as a pupil, because when I provide demonstrations, you're only seeing one side of it. So I'm often pretending to be the teacher and the school, they will see it in the, the kind of pupil environment. So every demo that we do, really does come to life and every demo is different each school that i've shown has honed in on different features that they like uh, and even found other applications that we haven't considered to use it for such as staff meetings and teacher collaboration and uh, you know engagement with parents if additional sessions are needed for for the children um when when the schools went back I, I i heard about an entirely new education gap and that was where some pupils unfortunately kind of fallen behind with the learning so schools are now using it to provide additional sessions to kind of catch them up which i think is is great uh going back to the marketing i think social media is a great way to uh promote something like academy because it's proved so successful in the past and teachers have reached out to us head teachers other tutors private tutors on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, in an ideal world, Tony, I'd love to have a full-time marketing manager to run my campaigns, but that's a little bit futuristic at present. So uh, as I said, I'm looking at all of these things over the next few weeks. And I think that any one of them is a great, uh, great tool to promote the platform. Yeah, I imagine a full-time marketing um, person would cost more than £500, unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, you're, you're doing a big project. The scope and the scale and the pos- possibilities and opportunities are, are pretty vast, really. Do, do you have, you know, support for yourself, like a business mentor or uh, some sort of support group or networking group? Yes, is the short answer. Um, I'm a consultant myself, uh, Tony. I'm a coach and mentor 
through my other business, uh, Artemis Sales Consultancy. Um, but I do still turn to my network for support and advice from time to time. And by that, I mean sort of on a daily basis. Uh, I don't think that anybody is the finished article. And it's always helpful to get just another perspective, brainstorm an idea or, you know, look at collaborating with, with somebody. Uh, I've been really fortunate throughout my career in that I've met some truly inspirational people and I think that we do naturally lean on each other from time to time we'll share ideas we'll talk something out I'm never uh, short of people to call upon when I when I need help um, and I can always lay my hands on the right people because I'm so well connected uh, with my business network I've also got a life coach um, I speak to her once a week an amazing woman uh, Julia Martinez, happy to share her information because she is such a spectacular person. She helps me to practice relaxation techniques. Um, I, I've always had a strong work ethic and I'm very passionate about my work. I, I've also recently kind of focused on taking care of myself and not, not completely smashing myself into the ground. And I think that's a testament to the, the network of people that I've got around me. And, and, and that's so important. And it, it's really it's been a key to my success. that I'm surrounded by such great people. That's great and really good to hear and really good advice as well. I wonder if you could give us one actionable sales tip. My actionable sales tip, I'm going to talk about fear. My advice is get rid of it. It's an unwanted emotion and it will not serve you well. I think you can have caution, yes, but fear, no. I passionately believe that fear is what holds people back. And for salespeople, uh, myself included, we can be great sometimes at standing in our own way. You know, Academy has been a long journey. I said before, it's not for the faint-hearted. It's really not. But, you know, I've uh, had the fear in the past, uh, and so I recognise it in in others. And I think that when we face a challenge, if we didn't do something every time that we face something that was a little bit scary, we'd never go anywhere, we'd never do anything, and we certainly wouldn't get very far in business. And while I acknowledge that fear is good in some ways because it shows that you've got something to lose, I would say nine times out of ten, get rid of it, shake it off calculate the risk and then just make a decision am I in or or am I out and you know in my kind of consultancy role I speak to salespeople all the time and there's normally something there lurking in the background um that's holding you back fear that you're going to miss your sales target fear that that deal won't come in fear that you won't be awarded the tender or even fear that you're not going to get the promotion that you've applied for and you know the reason that I've said it's an unwanted emotion is because in my experience, my own personal experience and what I've observed in others, if you're letting that fear in, then there's no room for positivity or belief. And I've got a close friend of mine who she talks about negative self-fulfilling prophecy. And I really believe that that's true. I believe that if you think that something's going to go wrong 
that that deal won't come in, that you're not going to win the tender, then the likelihood is that it will be a negative self-fulfilling prophecy in that it's not going to happen for you. But I'm not, not suggesting, Tony, that it's it's all down to believe. I think in order for you to close that deal, win that tender, get that promotion, you need to have completed all of the required actions to actually make that a possibility in the first place. And wishing for it is not going to make it happen on its own. But, you know, I do believe that sometimes, especially when we are uh, when we're under pressure, you know, we can we can feel overwhelmed. And I've, I've watched people almost become paralyzed, like frozen by fear. And what it does, Tony, is it stops people from taking that all important step to change things. So go back and fix whatever's gone wrong. Change something that isn't working do something that's important to get you the result that you need. I got told a long time ago, ask for the deal. Some salespeople are scared of asking for the deal. And it's it's a simple question. You're talking to a customer, you say, if this is a great fit for you, and we can agree the commercials, when do you think you'd be ready to proceed? But instead of asking that question, we get the fear instead. Hmm. And it does really hold people back you know when when I set up Artemis my other business I did it in some ways to displace this myth that sales is scary because really if you if you break it down it's just people talking to people about a problem or a situation that they've got and you're helping them to find a solution Mm -hmm. you know if you if you understand genuinely your, your proposition and by that I mean your value proposition So where you can improve things, where you can add value. And then, you know, how do you differentiate yourself? What is it that you can do better, faster, cheaper than your competition? Then that's a great story to tell. And if you combine that, which is what I tell businesses to do all the time, combine that with telling a similar type of company to ones that you've helped in the past. That makes it a lot more compelling. And therefore, you're no longer selling a product or pushing your own agenda on someone who's not interested. What you're doing is you're making them aware of how you can help them, how you've helped others, something that you can help them do more, something you can help them do less, save time, save money, improve efficiencies, increase revenues, whatever they're looking to do. And I think by losing that fear, you lose the thing that is holding you back and enabling yourself to become more confident in your proposition be more impactful and ultimately more successful i'll leave you on this when i set up artemis this was my first business that i set up and i was scared uh what if i fail what if i can't do it what if i'm all talk no trousers and there it was it was that fear and as soon as i decided for myself do you know i want this more than i'm scared of it As soon as I let myself believe that, you know, I've had over 20 years in sales. I've been an incredibly successful salesperson. This for me is the next logical step. And not only can I do it, but I can do it well. Then everything clicked into place. And, you know, I said I use my network when I'm having a little wobble, a crisis of confidence. I'm not quite sure where I need to go from here. I I take some advice. I shake the fear off and I make it work. That's um, really, really great advice. Fear is absolutely a killer. And any encouragement for people just to say, no, I've had enough of this. Take that coat off, throw it on the floor and go for it. Uh, So thank you very much for that. And also thank you for being a really um, great guest. You've you've got an amazing uh, proposition there. 
And um, as I said before, I look forward to hearing how it goes. If people wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way to do that? If anyone would like to contact me, you know, I, I would say, please feel free to do so. I'm always happy to take calls, emails and, you know, people can and do reach out to me through LinkedIn. If anybody would like to see a demo of Academy Now, if there are businesses out there who operate within education and are interested in adding this to their portfolio, please get in contact with me. Our reseller program has got a really attractive reward scheme. And likewise, from an Artemis perspective, even though uh, I think I've alluded to the fact that my time's not my own. I am still offering my one hour free consultations. Uh, so if any businesses are looking at ways to increase sales performance, drive revenue growth in 2021, or, you know, we're planning to revise the sales strategy, even considering sales training to drive performance, don't hesitate to reach out to me. And likewise, if any business owners or anybody who's thinking of setting up their own business, I'm, I'm always happy to take a call. Vicky Lynn, that's amazing. Thanks for being a great guest. Thanks for having me, Tony. Part of the secret to achieving true success in business is in focusing on the specific things that result in sales and revenue generation. If you are a small business owner or freelancer and you would like to break through overwhelm, gain focus and grow your business, visit myproactivebusiness.com.